The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 707 Wednesday night, right smack middle of the week, the work week. And uh, you know why we're here to take your calls, 416-870-6400. In these uh, COVID times, whether you're an employer or an employee, you're looking to get things uh, revved up and back to work. Maybe you're back at uh, the workplace or you've been told that you're coming back soon. You're still a little apprehensive, a little gun shy about things. You have some questions, bring them on. That's why we are here, 416-870-6400. That is a number to call in over the next 50 minutes. And, uh, and get them answered. You want to uh, reach uh, Lior privately for more uh, personal conversation? That's, that's no problem. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that is where we're going to go for the bulk of the show tonight in between your calls. They always have priority. But we got a ton of email to get through that they come in every day. So we'll get to those after we get to the week that was. How are you, pal? Hey, John. Uh, doing great. Doing uh, great. very well. Excited, as always, to be here and uh, talk about workplace rights. I... Uh, I did a session today on uh, Facebook, Facebook Live, and uh, answered a lot of questions and looking forward to doing a lot of uh, more answering today on the show. So take advantage of the fact that we're here to solve your workplace problems. If you have a question about going back to work now, do you have to go back to work? Or what happens if your job that you had is not the job that you're going to have or maybe you've been let go like so many people and you want to know what your rights are or anything at all about your entitlements your benefits your leaves mm-hmm. uh, take advantage call us right now or call me off air we'll give you that information you're going to be helping by calling not just yourself but many many others that are listening so please please make that call uh, but let's start with some situations that I saw coming across my desk uh, first one I'll tell you about I spoke with a lady a single mom she had two young children and she had the, 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 have obviously had to stay home with them. She can't now in the summer months find care. Uh, summer camps have been canceled. Uh, there's waiting lists for all the daycares. So she had asked her employer to work from home uh, because she needs to be home with her children. She had worked in, from home in the past. She has an office type of job. She's in front of the computer. So she felt that she could absolutely do her job and do it quite well by working from home. So she asked her employer, and her employer said, no, we can't do that. It would be unfair to other employees. Uh, obviously, we're not going to punish you if you can't work because you have child care issues. So you can be on a leave of absence, unpaid leave of absence, and when the child care issues resolve, you can come back to work. So she obviously was upset because she needs to work to earn a living, and she called me, and she wanted to know what her rights were. So hopefully our regular listeners know that there's such a thing called accommodation based on family status. In other words, what it means is if you have family obligations, in this case, uh, you know, parent-child obligations, and because of those, you need some help from your employer, that employer is required to provide that help, to provide that accommodation. In this situation, the accommodation that's required to be provided is to let her work from home. She's able to do it. She's done it before. There is no reason not to allow that to happen. And and if that's something that allows her to to earn income, her employer is actually obligated to do that. So I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help her employer, uh, remind her employer uh, what its obligations are. And I'm sure that uh, the employer is going to do the right thing. But when I came across this matter, I wanted to remind everyone listening uh, to the show that if you're in that situation where you have childcare obligations, maybe you can't go to the office now, in most of these cases, your employer may have to accommodate you by allowing you to work from home 
if that's possible. Listen, it's not going to be possible for every job. If you work in a factory or in retail, that's not going to be possible. But if you're working in the type of job that you can do from home, if you have childcare obligations, accommodation does include the ability to work from home. Again, 416-870-6400. Lines are open. This is a live show for your uh, benefit, of course. Call in. Make it all that much better with uh, with your questions. 416-870-6400. What, uh, what else is on your plate, pal? So uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about uh, in the week that was is, is about changes and, and changes to your job. Uh, I've been seeing this nonstop in recent weeks and recent months. Uh, people now being called back to, to work from COVID-19 layoffs, but they're called back to different jobs, different hours, different pay, uh, you know, maybe even different work locations. So what does that mean? Chances are, if you're being called back to work, it may not necessarily be to the same job you left a few months ago. So our regular listeners know about this concept of constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal happens when your employer changes the terms of employment. Well, constructive dismissal continues to apply during COVID-19. So if your employer changes your job now coming back from a layoff, that is also something that they're not allowed to do. It's something that you you then would have the right to treat as a constructive dismissal. So if you're now making less money or if you're working part-time instead of full-time or maybe uh, your job responsibilities have been cut, your hours have been changed, if that happens, you have a choice to make. You can accept the change or you can treat that as a constructive dismissal, keeping in mind that if you accept the change, there's never any guarantee that it's going to go back to the way it was. You may then be stuck with this forever. So you really have to think about constructive dismissal. I've spoken with dozens and dozens of people in the last couple of months that have chosen to pursue constructive dismissal just because of that. So if, you're, if you are faced with a change, coming back to work, keep in mind that is the option that you have. 416-870-6400. That is the number to call in and bring it on. Jason, thanks for standing by. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, thanks. How are you? Beautiful. Beautiful. What, uh, what can we do for you? Um, I was laid off last fall, and I've actually hired your firm, and I've launched a lawsuit against my old employer because he gave me less than two weeks uh, pay. And essentially, once COVID hit, he, we, all the negotiations stopped. So my question is, is that when will the courts reopen? And if this was, if I launched the lawsuit in and around November of last year, when do you think, what timeline am I looking at to possibly have this resolved? So Jason, obviously I don't, I don't necessarily know about your matter. So the question that you're asking should be asked to, to your lawyer, the one that, that, my firm that's dealing with your matter, that that lawyer is going to be able to tell you about the timelines, the process. But in terms of the courts reopening, the courts are reopening now. Uh, and it's a gradual thing. And they're not reopening at, in, in full bore automatically. So there's gradual services. And they're doing more and more stuff remotely and through uh, through video conferencing. But in, in the coming weeks, pretty much most court services, if not all court services, are going to be uh, open back up uh, the way they were. So that's good news. But in terms of your specific case timelines and, and what the next step, obviously a lot is involved in that, and you should ask your lawyer, and, and he or she will be able to tell you exactly what you need to know. Okay, perfect. Thank you. 
Thanks, Jason. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. To reach out, uh, you can as well. 416-870-6400 is the number that Jason used. You can use it as well till around 10 to 8. We'll take a ton of your calls coming up here. Email address, by the way, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We're dipping into the bag of email and getting through a ton of these over the next uh, 40 minutes or so. And pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There is that website once again. You want to go there. It's having uh, like having a lawyer with you at all times. Your tablet, your cell phone, your desktop, doesn't matter. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Absolutely free. It's anonymous and a ton of information there as well. Let's get this uh, started here. Travis, first one up, writes in, said, guys, can I be fired from my job because of COVID when other employees with less seniority are still working? And, you know, that's a question I've been getting often, uh, quite often. Well, you know, they, they, they're letting me go. I'm concerned they're going to let me go. But why are they letting me go? There's other people that are still working there, and I got more seniority. So can that happen? Well, the short answer is, as unfair as it is, yes, it can happen. Yeah. Your employer doesn't have to follow seniority lines when it decides who to let go. Now, we're talking about non-union in, uh, workplaces, right. of course. So if you're in a non-union workplace, your employer, as unfair as it is, can say, we're going to let you go uh, and we're going to keep someone else, even though you're maybe a more senior employee, more experienced employee. It's always a matter of severance, and so always a question of severance. So if you were let go, it's not about why you're let go, why not someone else. It's a question of how much compensation you are owed because it's significant. No matter, even if you're a short service employee, even if you only work for a few months, you could be owed a few months pay after a few months of employment. So that's what the issue is. That's what the real question is. But yeah, you can be let go coming back from COVID-19 when other people, less senior people, are still working. Randy's up next says, uh, my boss told me that I would be fired at the end of the month. I was very upset and told him that I will just be leaving right away. Thank you very much. Can I get severance? No, unfortunately, uh, Randy, in this situation, you cannot. And that's not a, a good thing to do. If you're being given notice of, uh, of your termination, yeah. so you're being told uh, in a few weeks, a few days, a few months, what have you, you're, you're being let go. If you leave before then, that's considered a resignation. And of course, if you resign, then no severance is paid. So if you're given notice, you may well be owed significant severance at the end of that notice but you're not going to get it until you actually work through that notice. So first thing to do is find out how much compensation you're going to be owed at the end. The way you do that, you call me or you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And then if, you've, if you're owed nine months severance, but you got two months notice, then you're owed that balance, that seven months at the end. So find out how much you're owed. But if you leave before your last day of employment, that's a resignation, meaning you don't get anything else. I think a lot of that stems from, we've heard this before, where people, they, they smell the fact that they're about to be let go, and then someone tells them, oh, you're better off quitting than getting fired because it looks bad on your permanent record, which is <laughs> totally wrong. Bad thing to do. There, there's no permanent record. It's a myth. It's a, it's yeah. vapor. There's, it doesn't exist. So there's no permanent record. You're not better off uh, resigning. If, uh, if the company doesn't want you to work for them, okay, but they have to terminate your employment and pay you severance. If you make it easier for them by leaving, the only one that you're really hurting is yourself because then you've just saved the company a, a loads, of, loads of money by way of severance that they don't have to pay you. So no, if the company doesn't want you to, let you, uh, to work there, do not quit. You continue working and get your severance. 
Beautiful. We'll take a short break. Again, the phone number, 416-870-6400. It's live. It's ready to go. We're ready to take all of your calls for the remainder of the hour. It is uh, 719 here, 416-870-6400. And your email show continues, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back indeed to the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. We do Monday night, Wednesday night, the weekend shows, Saturday and Sunday, and the Employment Law Show on TV, CTV, and Global TV. So you can check that out on your weekend mornings as well. We are all over the media. 416-870-6400 is the number to call through now and ask your questions, and we'll get to John. John, thanks for uh, standing by. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's on your mind? Okay, so uh, I've got an employee that's been working for me for about 20 years now, um, and with COVID, of course, we, we, we put everybody on EOS and everything because there was not, there was the, the, the business essentially shut down. We reopened the business a couple of weeks ago, and about a month ago, we let all the employees know that what we were planning on doing, that we were opening up, all the PPE and everything was going to be provided and everything. Um, and this uh, employee has said that he uh, does not want to come back to work yet because... I think he's still there. John, hey. You still there, John? I'm still here. Uh, oh, there you are. Okay, that was weird. You know, you got disconnected for a second. Yeah, anyway, so doesn't want to come back. Why? Doesn't feel safe? He want, No, he wants to spend more time with his children. Um, both oh. him and his wife work, so there's there's obviously able to, there's, there's no schedule uh, problems. However, I've tried to be as accommodating as possible, and I've uh, given him as many, you know, as many, like, odd time shifts as possible, but he's complaining that, of course, we're not being accommodating enough. Is there a certain point where it's considered that he's quitting because there's only so much that we can do? So here's the thing. If, it's, if, if he can't or says he can't come back to work because he doesn't have child care and he needs to stay home because of lack of child care, then unfortunately you gotta, you got to give it to him to, to stay or the ability to stay at home. If it's one of those things, well, you know, I just want to, you know, it's nice summer months. So I want to be with my kids more. That's not good enough. So which one is it, uh, John? It's more of, of he's saying he wants to spend time, spend more time with the family, because because he says his wife had to go back to work, and therefore he's home with the kids. Okay, so in this situation, there may not be much that you can do. Uh, if, now, if he could have childcare, but he chooses not to, he wants to spend time with them. That's not good enough. So he needs to, and he needs to be able to tell you what ha- what he has done to try to find childcare. If he can't show you that, if he hasn't tried to find childcare, then you actually are able to consider him to have resigned. If it's a situation where he doesn't have childcare, he's looked for childcare, he can't find it, then you have to allow him to, to stay home uh, potentially uh, for, for considerably longer, uh, at the very least until the state of emergency is, uh, is removed, because uh, otherwise you'd be in violation of a couple of things. 
But if it's one of those things where he decided that's what's best for the kids, you know, he can do that, but not at the expense of his job, that would be a resignation. So I'd find out more from him, John, what's actually going on here from a childcare standpoint, because that's really what it all comes down to. His children are teenagers. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Does okay. That that, like, yeah. Then if they're, it's, over, they're over 14, like there's really no oh. reason for them to be able to. Okay. Then I think you're in a position now, John, to say to him, okay, well, I need you back to work. And if you don't come back, that's okay. But I'm going to consider you to have resigned. I'm going to issue a record of employment that says that you've resigned. And by the way, that would also disqualify you from getting any government benefits. John, if you send him that note, you see how fast he comes back to work. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, John. I'm surprised that teenage kids want the, want the old man still home. Would you go, go to back to work? work? Go, Honestly. Don't. Seriously, that's what my kids get would say. Out of, get out of, and they're not even teen. Well, one of them is. Get one out of them. my face, Dad. <laughs> 416-870-6400 is the number. Frank uh, Frank in Toronto, thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? I just got a question. Uh, like, I work for a, a very large company, and, uh, you know, with this COVID-19 and everything, you know, what's going on, and I was just wondering now that the, the business is not going so good, mm-hmm. and yeah. we're not unionized, you know, whatever, right? But uh, when they decide to say, okay, you know what, we're closing on, let's say, Thursday and Friday, and we're going to use your vacation pay to pay you for those two days. is I'm just wondering, is that right? Now, are they doing that kind of as a one-off, or are they doing that consistently, regularly? Regularly. Like, even so, before this COVID-19 comes and they decide, okay, we're going to close on the Monday because business is not so great. So you want to take uh, your uh, sick day or you want to take your vacation day so we can pay you for that. So here's how this works. Your employer is allowed to tell you when to take vacation. So your employer can say, I've decided that now you're taking vacation Monday and Tuesday. So because of that, that's okay and you still get paid. Now, if at some point, though, you're not getting paid, let's say you've used up all your vacation days now, then at that point you can decide to treat this situation as a constructive dismissal, meaning you can say, no, you've changed the terms of employment, now I'm making less money because of that, so I'm going to consider that as a termination and make you pay me my severance. As long as you're getting paid, not much that you can do, but if it gets to the point where you're not getting paid, then that's a problem. Okay, because like I have uh, vacation days that I'm like uh holding because my wife is not very good uh she's got cancer so i've been holding those days in case of emergencies you know like that but like you said if i use those vacation days and i don't have nothing left then i can act on that right correct yeah once those vacation days are used yes you would be able to say that's a constructive dismissal hopefully by then it's a moot point maybe the company is doing better and you're back at full full speed at work but if not yeah give me a call at that point and let's talk about constructive dismissal Frank, appreciate your time. Here's that number to reach out afterwards, one 821 5900 Moving on to another Frank. Hi, Frank. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. What's on your mind? 
Well, I am a, an employer too, and I'm having a, a big problem. The problem I have, I have, uh, I work in hotels. Hotels start reopening. Uh, the when this thing happened, uh, majority of uh, my employee has asked me for an ROE. So I have contacted because I I would like, um, like I'm trying to to do good. Okay, I'm trying to whatever job I have, I'm trying to accommodate to give everybody one, two, three days. Yeah, I said you know even if you collect employment insurance, you are allowed to work two days a week. But the problem I have, every I, I send an email, I try to contact them, no reply, no in, in the email, no answering the phone and nothing. So I what. What am I supposed to do? I need people because the hotels are opening up, and, and you know I need I need the, the room to be cleaned, and I don't have sure. staff. So what you do is this: what I was telling the the previous uh, caller is you you are allowed to send a note to say uh, you know and, and send an, an email or something so that it's in writing. You want to have a record if at all possible. Even send a letter home just so that it's in writing saying that I expect you to be back at work uh, Monday at nine o'clock, and if you're not back. I'm going to consider you to have resigned from your job. I'm going to send you a record of employment saying that you've resigned. And by the way, that's going to mean you don't get any benefits from the government anymore. So once you do that, most people, when they realize I'm going to be no job, no money from the government, they're going to come back to work. Mm -hmm. So th that's really but your I only option, already, Frank. But I, I already have issued the ROE on the beginning of COVID back in March. Yeah, that's fine. That was for the layoffs. That's okay. Am I okay. allowed to issue another another ROE? Absolutely. And, uh, I have yeah. requested to come back to work. Yeah. And they, uh, it, they, I, I would say, refuse to come back to work. Absolutely, so you can. I yes. Thinking, as I was thinking to call the government, I said, you know what? Stop paying these people two thousand dollars a month. No, no, you you, you can't call the government. And Frank, Frank, you know Frank, I mean? Frank. L listen, no, no, you, you can't call the government, but you simply do what I told you. You have to let them know that they should be coming back to work. Give them the date. Tell them that otherwise they they're resigning, and that you're going to give them a record of employment um, of employment saying that they've resigned. So that's the only thing you can do, and that's going to be very, very effective. Frank, appreciate the time. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the number. Simon, thanks for standing by. You're next. How are you? Uh, hi, uh, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, great services, uh, the public. Uh, appreciate uh, listening to your call all the time. I have uh, an important question it's for the wife. She switched uh, full-time work to part-time job, but the part-time is cut due to COVID, and she's th uh, thinking of applying for CERB. But the option, one of the options of the pension transfer uh, to a logging RC involves uh, a payout of part of that pension entitlement, will that payout uh, constitute employment income to affect the eligibility for CERB? No, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't count uh, as, as payout for, it wouldn't impact her eligibility for CERB. So no, that, that would not be an issue. That's a great answer. Thank you, sir. Thank Thanks you, Simon. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you listening. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Still lots of time to call in. We're getting to your calls one by one, so uh, continue to bring them on. Lynn, like you, thank you for uh, for hanging on. Good evening. Yeah. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, I was wondering if you were to get uh, COVID uh, when you're working, what is the obligation uh, of the employer? Hmm. Are you covered? So if you get COVID, then, uh, well, the, the, the obligations of the employer, number one, 
is to take all the uh, necessary safety precautions that the health authorities have uh, outlined. So in terms of social distancing and, and masks and, and, and whatnot. So that's what the obligations of the employer. Despite that, you may well, unfortunately, in, in this reality, get COVID. If you do, you may be able to apply for a WSIB uh, benefits, uh, but there's really nothing else that you can do vis-a-vis -vis your employer. Your employer obviously is going to have to give you time off uh, to, uh, to get uh, better. You'll be able to apply for the CERB benefit if you're going to have more than two weeks with, uh, without income. Uh, so that's what's available to you. Uh, and, but, of course, it starts with the employer taking the precautions that they need to minimize the risk. So the employer doesn't have to pay you for the two weeks that, let's say, you have to take off. To no. Get, uh, to nothing, and so, oh, so you're really out of luck. Really. So the the CERB is is available, right? Uh, so yeah. you'd be able to to get CERB, but no, the employer does not have to pay you for the for the two weeks or however long you have to be off. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Lynn. Appreciate your time. You need to reach out further. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The number to get a hold of Lior and his team, or help at employment lawyer. Next up is going to be uh, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Good evening. Hi. How are you tonight? We are excellent. What's going on with you? Great. I have a question. I was actually uh, let go um, without cause in early 2020. So I've been collecting EI, which I'm collecting for 35 weeks. And I've been told that once the 35 weeks is up, I can um, apply for CERB. Is that correct? Yes. I'm still uh, not employed. Yes, if, if uh, the CRB benefit is available still at that point, depending on when your 35 weeks run out, then yes, you, you would be able to go on CRB. If the, uh, by the way, that's only, of course, if the reason, uh, sorry, no, I, I should say if your uh, EI benefits end at that point, yes, you would be able to qualify for the CRB. I'm sorry, if the, if the benefits are still uh, there, if the CRB benefit is still uh, in place at the time, you'd be able to qualify at that point. Okay, so I started EI, I believe it was like around January 1st. Okay. So I'd have to count out the weeks. But, um, okay, the next question is, when would I apply for this ERB just prior to my EI, um, like, finalizing? Yeah, or, or, or once it's done, exactly. Because no, you, you, you can't double up, right? You can't get both. So once the, uh, the, the EI is up, that's when you'd be able to apply. So I would actually have to wait until it's completely, like, terminated? Correct. But keep in mind that with the CRB, once you apply, you'd be able to get paid within a couple of days. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then how long can you collect CRB at this time? Is it like till the end of October at this point? Correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. Enjoy the rest of your evening. you still got uh, some time here. Again, 416-870-6400 is the number. And uh, taking your calls in between that, emails, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll uh, bounce over, get a quick one from Greg. Says, uh, because of COVID, guys, my employee has regularly late in paying me and other employees. Sometimes it can be as much as a one week after we're supposed to be paid. This makes life very difficult. Is there something that I can do? So he's getting paid less, uh, late, maybe employer says because of COVID, we're having some uh, cash flow issues, I guess, or right. we're not, we can't pay you on time. Well, probably the, the most basic, the most fundamental obligation that an employer has is to pay employees for the work that they do. And that also means to pay them on time. And there's really no, no excuse for, for that. I understand cash flow and COVID, 
But if you can't pay your employees when you're supposed to pay them, you shouldn't have them working. It's, it's as simple as that. So what, uh, what you can do is two things. Number one is you actually can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor and get them involved. But it, you, the other thing you may be able to do is this, is to say, well, you, employer, have breached an essential term of employment, which is I get paid this much on this day. And because of that, I'm treating it as a constructive dismissal. Uh, your employer breached terms of employment. You can treat that as a constructive dismissal. So if you want out of there, that's an option. If you simply want to try to fix the problem, then a, a complaint with the Ministry of Labor will do that. So depending on what your goal here, those are the options. Yeah, this is one of those times where you can actually go to the Ministry of Labor, uh, Ministry of Labor and Safety, right? Correct, yes. The Ministry of Labor, keep in mind, cannot help you if you lost your job. Not now, not ever. But other than that, yes, they can. They can help you if there's issues like that with payment, if there's issues with overtime or minimum wage or vacation pay. Absolutely, yes. Just not if you lost your job. It is 416-870-6400. That is the number to call here tonight, this evening, as we're doing the show. And uh, get your questions answered. Nancy sends over another email. She says, Lior, I've had to miss work on several occasions. Because of a medical issue that I'm dealing with, my boss told me that if I miss more work, I shouldn't bother coming back. <laughs> Can he do that? No, 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 Nancy. He cannot do that. You can be off as long as you need to and, and as many times as you need to as long as it's legitimate. And what I mean by legitimate, as long as it's backed up by a doctor. So, you know, we don't control that. Maybe we're going to have a run of 20 years without missing a single day of work. Or you, we may have a situation where in one year we have to miss, miss a bunch of days a number of times because we're, we're having health issues. And your employer cannot do anything to you in that situation. So, Nancy, make sure you always have doctor's note if you have an absence. If you have that, you're protected. If your employer tries to do anything to you, not only would that be a wrongful dismissal, it could easily also be a human rights violation, illegal in every way. Make sure you have the doctor's note, though. It's not enough for you to say, no, no, I'm not well, so I'm going to miss work. You have to have that doctor's note. I want to get to another call. We'll get to uh, Tofik. Hello, Tofik. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. I have a question about my CERB. I sure. am eligible. My sub. I am eligible. I have received uh, some payments for the past three months, and I decided to go back to work. But I realized I am not making what I am supposed to make. My, my hand is not uh, satisfying my bills. So I'm, I'm thinking of what to do. So with respect to uh, CRB, Tofik, you can... Earn up to $1,000 a month and still get CERB. If you're earning more than $1,000 a month, then you cannot get CERB. Uh, keep in mind, of course, that if your employer now is paying you less, uh, whether it's because of COVID or for another reason, that's not legal. You can treat that as a termination and get severance. So, yes, you can get CERB if you're earning $1,000 uh, or less. But if you're earning less, you can also treat that as a termination and decide to get severance. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tafik. If you want to reach out afterwards, if that's uh, confusing or not, or for more information, for that matter, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. But here and now, we'll continue with a few more calls in the remaining minutes. Peter, thanks for standing by. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Great. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal? Well, I am gainfully employed. Um, when the uh, COVID hit. My, I've been a, I've been at my company for 30 years now, and I am a manager. Um, I make about a 40,000 base salary, 
But my total compensation is around 130000 last year with uh, commissions and bonuses. And um, when it hit, the company laid a couple of people off and put the entire sales staff, including myself, on strike commission. So it looks to be about a 25% income reduction if it continues for the rest of the year. So um, I'm just my boss basically has said that he's not sure it, when, when and if it'll ever get back to the way it was in January, February. So, Peter, the reality is that even if your your compensation stayed the same, just the idea of being put on 100% commission when you were uh, before on commission plus salary, that alone is a significant enough change that they're not allowed to implement. So really, you, you, you only have two options right now. Option yeah. number one is you can continue working as is and see what happens. Uh, the problem with option number one is you now may be stuck in this particular role with this compensation. If you continue working, this can be your new reality. If you're And if you're never going to be increased back or, or to the way things were, then there's nothing you can do about it. So that's right. option number one. Option number two is you can treat this reduction, this change as a constructive dismissal now and get your severance. Now, that is a decision you have to make very quickly. Uh, the longer you continue working, the, the less likely you'll be able to pursue a constructive dismissal because you're going to be considered to have accepted this change. So if you want to be out of there with severance, I think you said you've been there for 30 years. That's right, yeah. Then you'd be easily looking at two years severance, 24 months. So right. that's what's it's. And by the way, that will be based on your $130,000 a year compensation. So you can do the math what that is. So based Whereas, on last year's compensation, not what's happening right now. Exactly. Exactly. That's what not what's happening right now. So, but if you accept this change, not only are you making less. Let's say a year from now they decide to let you go. The severance that you were going to get at that point, it's going to be calculated based on the reduced income. Right. So that's why if you're going to get severance, obviously you want it to be calculated based on last year's numbers, not on this year's numbers. Right. So uh, that's why you have to keep that in mind. Those are the options. If you decide you want to pursue severance, I want you to connect with me off air, and I'll help you do that. Okay. But I guess uh, what complicates it a little bit is I'm not quite ready to retire yet, and I was hoping to work for another five, six years. So I'm not sure I'd be able to get a decent job in, in two years at my age. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I mean, that may not be possible, especially these days. It may be particularly difficult, which is why you you still have that first option. But the, the reality is there's not a third option. So it right. has to be one of those two. And which one is better for you? You have to make that decision, but those are the options. Right. So I should call you off there? Yeah, you bet. please do. You bet. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. That number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, would be the way to uh, call Lior. I think we got enough time to get uh, David online. Hi, David. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you guys? Wonderful. You're the last call for the day. I think uh, what's on your mind? Well, I think I pretty much heard my answer with your last <laughs> caller because I'm kind of in the same boat. Okay. Um, I, I'm a uh, mechanical – sorry, let me start that again. I'm a mechanical construction health and safety officer, and I'm with a company I've been with for 10 years. And around the 1st of April, they sent us home or sent me home, and they started me with 50% wage and then caused me to use up the balance of my vacation uh, in order to fill up the other half day. So that lasted about a month. So on or about the 1st of May, I've been now at 50% reduction. So I think the answer to my question is going to be if 
And I'm hearing rumblings that the company might do some restructuring and downsizing, which mm. may cause me to, they may not use my services anymore. So after 10 years, my severance should be, uh, correct me where I'm wrong, but I did my own calculation and I figured it to be about 18 months after 10 years. Well, uh, it, it may be. The, my, the concern that I have is it may, because you've now been working since May at the reduced pay, you may be considered to have accepted it. So it may be 18 months, but based on the reduced pay, that's what I'm concerned about, David. Oh, no, I understand because uh, pre, pre-COVID, I was making 85 k now I'm, you know, at the reduced, it's going to be 42.5, right? So then yeah. the severance will be. Now, I, what I, they didn't lay me off. They didn't give me an ROE. Uh, they, they've maintained. I've been working from home. I've been, you know, connected through the VPN. But my concern is the longer you keep doing this, and I've heard it said before, if you accept and simply by continuing to do it, you're basically accepting the the terms that they've given you but other recourses then you'd have to pull the trigger and force a wrongful dismissal and david you you you're really at the end here of how long you have before you can pursue this if you want to pursue this you got to call me i mean tomorrow you can't sit on this it may already be late so you want to reach out to me as soon as possible Appreciate it, guys. That is a good way to wrap it for tonight. Appreciate all the calls and reaching out and standing by and so on and so forth. If you want to reach out now that we're done, don't hesitate. Make that call. Send that email, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you want to calculate your severance and do so many other things, you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Don't go anywhere. Returning in but moments, Alex Pearson with On Point. Right here, Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.